In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Seek first the kingdom of God, and these things will be yours as well. It's that busy time of year again, and I, to be honest, am feeling a bit anxious. All this year's finances and contracts and campaigns need completing, and next year's is filling up fast with events and meetings and deadlines. My Google Calendar looks like Nora playing with a box of crayons. I used to think that better time management could ease my anxiety. I'll start my day earlier, I'll block out distractions, etc. These tactics, though, it turns out, are more about treating symptoms than the disease. Jesus, however, gives us a deeper diagnosis of our anxiety and its cure in today's reading, so appropriate for this high season of anxiety. First, Jesus exposes the lie of time management with the story of a very busy man. This wealthy man tries to manage his time and wealth and store it up to use later. But just then God says, you fool. Tonight your life will be taken from you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? Trying to manage time causes us anxiety because time is beyond our control. It passes at the same rate no matter what you do, and when it ends, only God knows. The second cause of our anxiety is misplaced priorities, which Jesus reveals with the story of two brothers. These brothers are so preoccupied with splitting their inheritance that they end up splitting their relationship. Misplaced priorities cause anxiety because we were created for higher ends, but we keep getting caught up in lesser things. Seek first the kingdom of God, Jesus advises us, and these lesser things will be yours as well. So now that Jesus has the doctor of our souls, now that he has diagnosed the cause of our anxiety, trying to control time which we can't control, and not prioritizing what is important, let's spend the rest of our time looking together for cures. Now the devil is truly in the details when it comes to practical application of our faith, so I want to walk you through my specific trials and errors in prioritization in hopes that you can identify with them and learn their lessons with me. Let me start with the most obvious way I missed the mark in prioritizing my time. You may identify here. I spend times on things that aren't urgent and they're not important. This is classic wasting time, which now in our digital age has become legion. One can browse and scroll and swipe for a whole hour at office, at home, without even knowing what happened. For me, it always starts with something relatively important. I'm browsing Facebook at night for news about Armenia, let's say. But before I know it, I'm watching a guy who says he can bake a cake with two ingredients in the microwave. 
You fool, I hear God saying. This is neither urgent nor important. When your life is done, for what will this be? An even more subtle pitfall for me. In poor prioritization are things I do which are urgent, but they're not important. In my line of work, maybe in yours too, a lot of stuff comes at me with a sense of urgency. We need to fix the American flag, it's too low. We need to fix the Armenian flag, it's too high. The chandelier's dirty, the curtain isn't centered, there's a crack in the wall, there's a lizard on the floor. All very true, but it has taken me a long time to realize and learn that what is urgent for someone can't always be urgent for me. I must prioritize the things which only I can do and let others take up what is urgent for them. And this prioritization isn't just for voices from without, they're also for the voice from within. Get this done, Father Hovnan, I hear. Don't let this pile up. What will people think? We all have voices in our heads, which amplifies the urgent at the expense of the important. But this voice has to be tamed. You fool, I hear God saying. What seems urgent is often not important. When your life is done, for what will this be? Now we come to the most difficult scenarios in prioritization, matters in life which are important but not urgent. These are things like handwritten notes and outreach calls and cards to simply check in on people. These are things like taking time to meditate on scripture, to sit in prayer or sit in silence with God. These are things like putting aside work to play with that box of crayons with Nora. It takes much discipline to tend to these important but not urgent matters because you can get along without them just fine for a pretty long time. But there are consequences if we don't live our lives with the priorities we believe in. You fool, I hear God saying. This is what was important. When your life is done, it is for this that you were to be. So therefore, on this first day of Advent, in this high season of busyness and anxiety, let us heed the wisdom of Jesus, the doctor of our souls. We are not in control of the quantity of time we have that is in God's hands. What we can control is its quality. And that is all about priorities, distinguishing what seems urgent from what is truly important. So let's trust in God that we were made for the highest ends, and therefore let us not give our time, our hearts, our very lives to lesser things. Seek first the kingdom of God, and these other things will be yours as well, now and always, and unto the ages of ages. Amen.